Blog Talk Radio. That's right, everybody. You know who it is. Coach Mike Jones, I'm the coach with the most. Coming at you hard from coast to coast. I don't want to boast, but now I gotta roast you in my social media posts. You double dose, a diagnose. You feeling tired, life is tired now, you're a ghost. I'll be your host, so won't you raise a toast to the coach with the most, Coach Mike Jones. Too long, you know. I'm sure the 
people that run the venue also felt that way. Yeah, and we had to get get uh get out of there ourselves, exactly. Well, it sounds like a successful a show. show. I'm sorry I wasn't able to stay for the actual show itself, but uh, it sounds like it was pretty successful. I did see a lot of people fill those seats. Yeah, and Real School Army represented properly. Thanks to you for helping us with Kevin and and all, all that you do for shows and uh Wild Lyle successfully defended his title against Samurai Del Viento. Uh, Sunny Days got an upset in the open challenge against Paul Preston. Paul tried to lure me into the into the ring, but I'm still under retirement, semi-retirement, I'd say. And I'm picking and choosing my spots. So finally, I just said, hey, Sunny will take care of my light work. And she properly did. She got the biggest pop of the night. And Moondog got cheated out of his, his win versus Chuck Payne. He kicked him in the nuts and rolled him up for a small package. But, of course, the guy with the biggest bone in the place does not have a small package. Wow. I can't believe Chuck Payne would ever cheat. Oh, yeah. Dude, here, are you just as shocked as I? Yeah. I'm not really shocked. Um, I am uh, glad that Moondog Moon had an emergency insertion in this week's clinical turmoil rankings at Honorable Mention. He he managed to slip in the rankings. And I would like to congratulate Coach Mike Jones, Hoopley winner. Thank you. Yes, it's always an honor. Yes. And, And boy, Coach, you had to be out a, a, a long list of talent. Yes. Yeah, Including. I know. It's always, a, it's always an honor, yes. But, you know, Coach, I was looking over that uh, video that you sent of Johnny Fairplay, and he mentioned when he was um, <clears throat> going uh, on, the, um, cr- on the preparing to enter or start filming on the crew of Survivor, he checked into the hotel room with two cases of Coors Light. My question is, <laughs> now I kind of question his taste in beer. Coors Light is um, not exactly what what you're talking. Don Perrier, Perrion of uh, beer. <laughs> Will you join Sign Guy, myself, and Kevin Sullivan in taking up a collection to buy Johnny Fairplay? a six-pack of Bitter Bastard Ale, a step up from Coors Light, so we can sample this. <laughs> sure thing, brother. Oh, okay. Very good. All right. That's good. Okay, Kevin Sullivan, I'm sure it's chipping a dollar. I just want to uh, up the quality of beer that Johnny Fairplay ingests. In that's that's my goal in life. Hey, Simon, what else you got coming up? <laughs> well... I think, first of all, we need to bring our guest on because he is waiting. Do we have Mr. Fairplay with us? How's it going, guys? Hey, Johnny. How's it? How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for coming on. It's an honor and uh, pleasure to work with you. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's an honor and pleasure to be here. 
Well, Mr. Uh, Fairplay, I, of course, have signed. I'm one of the hosts with my other co-host, QT Vokes. You know Coach, of course. But we usually start this Absolutely. out with Absolutely. The, the, the coach with the most. Coming at us from coast to coast. Now, we usually start by asking this. What led to you getting mixed up in this crazy, crazy wrestling business to start? Uh, when I... I remember back to like age four, my uh, my dad used to take me to the Greensboro Coliseum feedback. The feedback on my end or you guys? Oh, uh, let's see. Let me see if I can press it. All right, let's try that now. Is that better? Yeah, there we yep. go. Yeah, sorry, I'm 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 going through my roadcaster, so I was trying to get as high audio quality as possible. So uh, yeah, so going back uh, when I was like four years old, my dad used to take me to the Greensboro Coliseum to watch wrestling, and I remember him telling me to to root for the uh, the bad guys because the good guys are pussies, and so uh, it was all downhill from there, I think. <laughs> yeah, Greensboro, of course, a Crockett Promotion Town, it was known for guys like Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Baron Von Rasky. Who were some of the guys that stuck with you at that point as your favorites? Uh, this was back mid-Atlantic, so uh, Roddy Piper was definitely. Uh, Roddy Piper, Ric Flair. I uh, was never a big Wahoo guy. I remember rooting against Ricky Steamboat and Jay Youngblood. So that, that kind of gives you perspective of where where it started for me. So I understand you at a given point decided to get into the promotional aspect of pro wrestling up in this general area. What led to you wanting to do that? Um. So I graduated from Virginia Tech, and I moved to D.C., and then I ended up in Portland, Oregon. And I had done some independent stuff for New Dimension Wrestling in the Carolinas. I was working with uh, the Hardy Boys and Shane Helms and some others there. Uh, I managed um, uh, uh, Otto Schwann's. We had a feud with Venom, who later became uh, Joey Abs of the Mean Street Posse. And so when I got to Portland, Oregon, I contacted Portland Wrestling to uh, work for them, and they wouldn't use me. And so I'm like, well, you guys aren't going to use me. I guess I'll just start my own promotion. <laughs> so I started New Dimension Wrestling West Coast. Now, how hard was it in that era to start your own promotion? I know... Currently, it's a lot easier than it used to be because uh, there's more access to information than there used to be. What were some of the difficulties you may have had? Um, it, it wasn't too extremely difficult. Um, I, uh, I, there was a uh, a gym, uh, Nelson's Nautilus that had sponsored professional wrestling in the past. And so uh, I, I contacted uh, them to become uh, the the primary sponsor for New Dimension Wrestling. And we uh, had had uh, access to their gym to, uh, to film our shows. 
uh, then and uh, coming from a, a marketing and sales background, I of course went to Tom Peterson, uh, who, who's who's known for sponsoring Portland Wrestling uh, for decades, and uh, added them on as a sponsor. And, and uh, I was I was doing radio ad sales at the time, so some of the uh, radio ad sponsors that I had I had met through through my time there, I added them on as well. So I, I had a I had a pretty good money source and um and then happened to look into some uh some people that had, that had done some uh video recording of of other wrestling um organizations in the Pacific Northwest and so it just kind of put everything together uh brought along uh Jim Valley to be uh, my my co-commentator uh he was the uh uh the play by play i was the the heel color guy and then uh collectively we we wrote uh we we booked um we booked the promotion and uh we uh we were fortunate enough to have a uh, smart bart sawyer and uh billy two eagles and and uh bruiser brian cox and and uh a bunch of guys and of course uh, coach coach mike jones and uh just just try to do something um on the newer side of things for, for that time like not necessarily uh extreme but you know with with uh with a little bit of the the current um attitude that that was uh, prevalent in professional wrestling in the late 90s uh, when you are promoting a show in oregon uh, you have to go through the commission and it's a very, very notorious no. mission down there. It has caused nightmares for a lot of promoters and wrestlers over the years, both big and small. I killed the commission. I killed the commission. Oh, I would love to hear so, how you uh, killed it. Yeah, so after running shows at Nelson's Nautilus, I started running shows at the Paris Theater. And the guy that owned the Paris Theater, his name was Luscious Larry. And uh most days you could find Luscious Larry uh, uh, sucking on a, uh, a, a lollipop with his uh, little short shorts and uh, um, rollerblades on. And uh, I asked uh, Larry about running the facility. He said, absolutely. I said uh, I had one small issue. The Oregon State Athletic Commission uh, requires all wrestlers to be licensed and to, and to run through them. And he said that that was not an issue. And I said, uh, why is that? He goes, I'll handle it. And so the first show I ran, um, I, uh, he was like, what's this commission guy look like? I was like, he's the only guy that'll be at my show that looks like John Glenn. And he was like, noted. And so I ran my show and the commissioner showed up and he goes, hi, I'm supposed to be at the show. And Larry goes, uh, no, you can't come in. And he goes, well, I'm supposed to be here. He goes, uh, well, uh, you're not walking into my, uh, into my venue. And he goes, fine, I'll buy a ticket. And he goes, we're sold out. And uh, so he wouldn't let him in, would not sell him a ticket. And he went back to the Oregon State Athletic Commission and said that they would not let him in. And they deemed, uh, they deemed what I was doing unenforceable and pretty much killed, uh, killed the commission uh, dead right there. And as a result, WWE started running shows there uh, about a year and a half later. That is the moral something of the story I'm sure a lot of people in Russia were very happy to hear. Yeah, just don't let them in. 
<laughs> if you don't let them in, they can't enforce it. So that was, so I remember like they sent me like a, like a mean letter and uh, I, I, I rolled a joint with it. So, yep. <laughs> that was it. it was, it's pretty anticlimactic in, in retrospect, you know, because think about all the years of, of, of lost revenue of the WWE wanted, you know, wanting to run shows there, you know, and uh, it was just as simple as, as just don't let them in the door. I don't know. I know about ever try that before <laughs> revolutionary have you in uh the years since ever had trouble with a different state commission because i know a lot of states still have those um i uh i was booked on a show in virginia i don't know probably 10 15 years ago and i think i got a day of license and they, I was allowed to be a manager, but I had to be on the other side of the steel barricade where the fans were to man. Like it was so ridiculous. And so that's the only other thing that I had an issue with. But like, I mean, you know, I, I told I I told the promoter at the time, I'm just like, you know, I'll be in the ring if you want me in the ring. And and, and so it was the 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 promoter's decision to to adhere to their rules. But uh but no, over the years I've never had any issue with, with anyone or I mean, look, it's this the the whole idea of the Oregon State or the, the whole idea of a state athletic commission for boxing slash wrestling is uh for sports. And, you know, the performance art that is professional wrestling, it doesn't apply. And so it's kind of like, I understand they want their money and, you know, if it's a money thing, let them get their money. But on, on the other side of, of regulation, you know, sit back, shut up and let, let, uh, let the artists do what, what they're intending to do. Well said. Well, at this point, I believe coach had some questions for you. So I'm going to pass things over to the coach with the most coming at us from coast to coast. All right. Hey, Johnny. Um, I have some questions like, uh, has anyone reached out to you to write a book or are you in the process of writing one? Never. The books are dead. <laughs> I do. Okay, I do a weekly well, podcast. That, 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 that's the genre of, of, of now and the future. And so I feel I, I, I can tell my story episodically week after week uh, by way of podcast. Okay, well, I just want to let you know that uh, I signed up with. Uh, <laughs> that you're working on a book. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am, and more than one. Good luck. Um, yeah, yeah, I signed up with a with a publishing coach. Uh, I signed a lifetime contract with him. He's uh, sold over a million books in a, a hundred different countries and five different languages. His name's Patrick Snow. He's a great guy, and uh, between him, uh, having Taskmaster Kevin Sullivan and uh, Patrick Snow is my mentors. Uh, they're going to take me all the way to the top. And of course, I want to hey, bring everybody. I mean, as I said, yeah. it's, a, it's a it's a tough deal, and, and you know, in 2021, and you know, so maybe uh, I, I you know I do know that Tony Schiavone just released his graphic novel uh, Button Feet. And uh, it was very successful on Amazon, but I mean, it's it's a uh, it's a hard climb, and 
I, I just feel the better venue for me personally is, is by way of podcast, you know, with like the video and audio, I, uh, I feel that uh, it's just, just a better, better medium for me personally. Okay. Well, um, first things first is I'm doing my story. Uh, my, my first idea was to do my mom's story since she had muscular dystrophy. Um, but uh, Patrick Snow uh, talked me into doing my story with it. And so that's first things first. But I definitely, like no one's doing t- Kevin Sullivan's story. No one's doing Stephen Bonner's story. No one's doing yours. I would love to do all of your guys' stories if everything worked out, of course, someday. You know, it's a wish and a goal. But, you know, first things first. Yeah, uh, no, knock them out one at a time. Exactly. And then uh, uh, they lead, hopefully they'll lead to some, uh, at least B-movies, B you know. <laughs> That's the idea is, is I want to do some type of, uh, I, I already got short short uh, films I'm doing. Uh, Danny Bonaduce is stick scared of the coach of the most. And then one for my real school army and one for my NGW green room. That sounds like you have them lined up. Yeah, I got pretty much all the all the uh, footage. I just got to edit them and get them together. And man, it's just like you know. I'm sure your schedule's by the minute also. <laughs> so just stay focused I, and keep. I stay pretty play. busy. I stay pretty busy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh, I have a uh, reality and SFW. We we cover uh, Survivor, the Challenge, Amazing Race. Big Brother, all, uh, all the, the, the main um, reality shows, and then I have a, a Patreon at ad-free NSFW, which we're covering Australian Survivor. We do a weekly Q&A and, and other things. So I, I, stay, uh, I stay about as busy as it gets. And then, of course, I'm hosting uh, weekly Survivor parties around the country. I was in Worcester, Massachusetts uh, last week. I have a uh, uh, Nashville uh, coming up December 1st, and then the finale for Survivor uh, Season 41, um, December 15th in Cincinnati. Nice. And uh, have you ever been to Cree or have any desire to go there? I'm sure you have a lot of fans over there, too. Uh, Korea, I had a, I had a layover. Um, I did uh, – I did a U.S. Armed Forces tour a few years back. Um, we uh, we had 14 flights in 12 days throughout Japan. We went to uh, the Air Force bases and played survivor games with the troops and did autograph signings at the uh, the PXs. And coming back from Japan, I had a uh, I had a layover in Korea. Okay, yeah. Uh, goal of mine is to do a show for the Eighth Army in in South Korea, and then of course branch out there from there. Yeah. Sure. So what else you got coming up? Um, I'm uh filming another show next week. Not allowed to talk about it yet, but it's uh it's a pretty fun deal. I'm with uh Revolution Wrestling Authority out of North Carolina. Uh we film about every six weeks and then I'm with Magic City Wrestling and um out of Miami uh monthly and uh they have a new off uh, a new Spanish offshoot of that starting November 20th, so I'll be down there for that. Of course, I have WrestleCade, the uh, year yearly tradition in uh, Winston-Salem. Uh, I think this year there's going to be Sting and Kane and a bunch of others. So I'll be signing autographs at that. 
and uh, yeah, just 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 uh, plowing away to the end of the year, and then uh, I'm sure 2022 will be uh, equally as exciting. Yeah, and then back to New Dimension Wrestling, uh, man, I was really impressed when I first came down there for you, when uh, Jim Valley was working with you, and man, the quality of your guys' production was great. And um, can we, can you give us some more Jim Valley stories? Uh, sure. I mean, uh, Jim, Jim worked at, uh, Jim was, I guess the program director at the radio station, uh, that I was doing ad sales for when I first moved to uh, Portland, uh, K guy, uh, 10, 10 AM. It's a, it was a guy talk station that, uh, Don and Mike, uh, Ron and Fez, Opie and Anthony sports junkie. And, uh, I, I listened to, to all those, uh, all those shows on the East coast on WJFK, uh, out of DC. And so, um, so just, just, uh, discovering that, 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 that station existed in, in Portland, I, uh, I applied for a job and, and I, I did add sales. And the crazy thing was the office for the radio station was owned by the Kapuris who owned Portland wrestling. And so, uh, so Jim and I, you know, would, would, uh, see each other in the office and, and, and talk wrestling. And, uh, you know, that was kind of a passion for, for both of us. And so, you know, we kind of put our heads together and, and figured out, you know, what would, uh, uh, what would work, what would could, could potentially work best for the Pacific Northwest, uh, by way of, a by way of a new promotion. And so new dimension wrestling West, uh, uh, willed itself in, into existence. Nice. And, um, yeah, I did reach out for him for, him uh he's just getting over another surgery uh i saw yeah so, i saw on social media so yeah jim jim so, jim's fighting the good fight uh, a few obstacles along the way mm-hmm. but uh definitely definitely thinking about him uh often and uh and continued success uh, in those fights uh, that, that he has uh before him yeah and he keeps fighting and uh won't give up and everybody i know is praying for him and hoping for him and He's got his shirt that says it all. He's a king ass in recovery, so I know he can do it once again. Oh, absolutely. And we got QT on here. This guy is very unique, and he has some special questions for you, Johnny. Shoot. Oh, okay. Uh, Thank you, Coach. Hi, Johnny. Johnny, I saw your interview on YouTube. And it was entitled, Survivor and TNA star Johnny Fairplay Career Interview. It was posted to YouTube on October 26th of this year, so it was only two weeks ago. My first question is, since this interview, have any A or B listed Hollywood celebrities offered to pay you cash for your Ted DiBiase inflatable doll cushion. It's it's not inflatable. It's it's just a, it's just a uh, it's it's what it's a it's a wrestling buddy from like what 1988 maybe 1990. So uh, oh, okay. yeah no uh, yeah no it's not it's not inflatable and it's not for sale. So uh, I mean I'm sure uh, I'm sure plenty of people would love my pillow pal. But, <laughs> but it's it, it, it's mine. <laughs> Oh, okay. So, so you have not been contacted by any A or B list listed Hollywood celebrities. 
Like the creators of not. South Park. Okay. No, I have not. Okay. No. All right. Okay. Well, Mr. Fairplay, at the 7 minute and 57 mark of the video, you said that you arrived at the hotel that the Survivor Series set you up at with a quarter ounce of weed and two cases of Coors Light. My question is, Correct. say if you were caught in a wormhole, which have been proven by Einstein and Stephen Hawking to exist, and you were transported to the set of the sitcom The 70s Show, could you see yourself in the basement sharing that weed with those peppy youngsters? Uh, with the girls, yes. Oh, okay. now the cast would naturally want to know who you were and after you introduced yourself you could say to them all I might have something here that you would be interested in that I managed to get by your parents Eric Foreman my question is who would be your top two choices to offer your split to first would it be Donna and Mila- Fez? Yeah. No. no, it would be what, – what was Mila Kunis's character? She was uh, – oh, boy, what was the name of her uh, boy that um, – Don, no, Donna was the big girl. Um, I'm not sure yeah, what her name head. was. Oh, okay. okay. Well, yes. the, 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 the brunette and then the redhead in, in that order. Oh, okay, in that order. Okay, very good. Okay, all right. Well, now, Johnny, both Sign Guy and Coach Mike Jones and myself and Kevin Sullivan have slightly questioned your choice of Coors Light beer consumption. If the staff of the Turnbuckle Turmoil Show takes up a collection and buys you a six-pack of Bitter Bastard Ale, Will you try and check into your hotel next hotel room with us? Uh, it, back then, it was it was more of uh, quantity over quality. So uh, these days, if, if given the option, I, I think I'd rather have like two cases of Vita cocoa water, uh, coconut water, <laughs> to be honest <laughs> with you. So, but uh, but yeah. So no, uh, don't. Don't don't hate me for uh, for for my choice in, in 2003. As I said, it was strictly a, a quantity uh, selection. Oh, okay, yeah, kind of like a cost-cutting measure. Okay, uh, a budget type thing. Okay, very good. Okay, well, Mr. Fairplay, at the eight minute and six second mark of the video interview, you said over the course of 11 days you did not shower but instead kept your beer in the shower stall. My question is, did you know that in 1988, on their Girls, Girls, Girls tour, bass guitarist Nikki Six and drummer Tommy Lee had a contest, and neither of them showered or used deodorant for 31 days, and each wanted to see at the end of this who would attract the most groupies? Have you heard of this? I have not, but uh, I used to go the month of July every year for about three years of, of uh, maybe even four of not showering the entire month. 
So uh, it's kind of an homage to my time on Survivor. And so, uh, and I, I would, uh, I would go to pools and stuff. So like, I, I felt like I, I, I semi cleaned by way of that, but I think girls can smell and sense pheromones. And, uh, you know, I think as long as you don't stink, I think that those pheromones are, are a natural animalistic attraction that, uh, that, you know, harkens back to primitive days that, that, uh, that works, you know, to some degree in, in, in present, present day. Oh, okay. At any time at this non-showering uh, period of yours, did you enter any Bigfoot, uh, Bigfoot contests around the Portland or Vancouver area? Bigfoot contest? No. I have not. My my friend Hurricane Howie from Big Brother, uh, he is a uh, devout Bigfoot follower, and he's actually met a couple Bigfoots uh, over the years, in which uh, they they uh, appeared to him uh, as a uh, as a sphere of light. Ah, oh boy! Hey, hold on. Okay. Uh, hold on a second there. Since we're talking Bigfoot. I'm not sure if you knew, Johnny. Did you know I was in the Bigfoot movie with Danny Bonaduce and Alice Cooper? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Yeah. There you go, Kiki. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Um, well, Johnny, have you ever partied with Nikki or Tommy at any WrestleMania event? I have not. Okay. All right. Well, Johnny. At the 12 minute and 9 second mark of the video, you mentioned that you had several visits to the Playboy Mansion. My question is, since Gene Simmons uh, lived in the L.A. area, did you ever see Gene Simmons of Kiss at the Playboy Mansion? Um, I, I don't think so. I may – I. I don't know. I mean, there's so many people. I've I've been uh, I've been like five times on my own, like five as an invited guest to a party, and then and then I went like I think a sixth time to like uh, to a Tom Likas event. Um, if I did, I don't remember. But I I've I did uh I I prior to Survivor, I worked for the Tamara Bain Gallery. I represented Olivia. She, she does the uh, the pinup uh, Betty Page stuff you see in the back of uh, Playboy, and so I, uh, I sold a lot of her original uh, paintings. And some of my clients, uh, one of my clients was Gene Simmons, and so I've, I've met Gene over the years by way of, of my uh, my art uh, art gallery work uh, prior to Survivor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, Gene Simmons. But, but I, I don't. I don't. Yeah. But I don't. I don't remember. I mean, if he was there, I probably saw him. But uh, I, it just doesn't doesn't stick out. As I said, cause I, like it, most people at the Playboy Mansion, that that you know, I, I'm sure I was focusing on or or, or people that I had not previously met. So. Okay. All right. Well, Johnny. Say if you could time travel and you had these two choices, which one would you pick? To be on the set and have several speaking parts in the movie, Up in Smoke with Cheech and Chong, or 
you could travel to Scotland and party in the best Scottish bars with Roddy Roddy Piper when he was alive. Which one would you pick? Roddy was from Canada. <laughs> oh, okay. The whole Scotland thing was a, it was, it was a work. So I think he had Scottish um, heritage. Uh, I mean, his last name was Coombs, but yeah, uh, the the whole Scotland thing was a work. So um, yeah, now I would probably choose a part in in uh, an up in smoke. Uh, wow. I'd, I'd still get residuals, right? Oh yes. Yeah, and oh, okay. I, I I partied plenty with Roddy. So I mean, you know, I was his personal assistant for for a year, and so I mean, I I think partying in L.A. Uh, with with Roddy uh, at places I knew seems like a, more of a fun time than than going exploring with Roddy uh, somewhere that he wasn't familiar with. Oh, okay, all right. Well, how about if you could uh, party? With Bill Murray on the set of Caddyshack in 1979, would you pick that? Sure. Bill Murray's a he's, he's a he's a national treasure. Okay. Do you think at that time, if you could time travel, you could have taken down down Ted Knight, who played the role of Judge Smales with a single leg takedown? <laughs> Little known fact, I uh, I am a golfer. I was on playing with the pros with John Daly on the Golf Channel. I've uh, I've played in, in several uh, celebrity pro am tournaments, and my putter is the Billy Baru putter. And at the end of Caddyshack, when when Ted Knight's going for the infamous putt, he goes, "Oh, Billy, 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 Billy. oh, Billy Baru," and that's the putter that I have because of that scene. So uh, so I, I I feel like uh, I, I feel like I wouldn't want to. Uh, uh, take down Ted Knight. I was actually rooting for Ted to win. Say if you found yourself in this circumstance where you're facing Coach Mike Jones in a Hell in a Cell match, would you use that Billy Baru putter as a foreign object on Coach Mike Jones? <laughs> Absolutely, hey. positively. Oh, okay. Hey, we're on the same team, though. <laughs> oh, it's a swerve, Mike. Fun. It's yeah. a swerve, they Mike. I, I'll, 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 yeah, you'll, you'll you'll find your way back afterwards. I promise. Cool. Well, Johnny, in the song uh, "Burn, Bitch, Burn" by Kiss, the second stanza goes like this: "I got nasty habits. It's a fine line. So many girls in so little time. When love rears." It's head. I want to get on your case. Ooh, baby, I want to put my log in your fireplace. My question is, do you see yourself using the Kiss song Burn, Bitch, Burn as your entrance music in the future? <laughs> if, if I had known those are the words, geez. Uh, yeah, I had yeah. no idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be ad- ad- adverse to it, I don't, I don't think. So, all right, well, we here on the Turnbuckle Turmoil Show often assign homework assignments to our guests. Your homework assignment is to go on uh, uh, Wikipedia or whatever and look up the lyrics, burn, bitch, burn, and then report back 
to Coach Mike Jones if you're definitely going to use this song at, at will or maybe manage the real school army and put this as their entrance music in their next event, Burn Bitch Burn. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm on it. Oh, very good. Okay. Well, at this time, I'm going to turn it back over to Coach Mike Jones, who hopefully will not get hit in the future with a Billy Baru putter. Okay. Hey, and then I haven't got a chance to thank you in a long time, but uh, I haven't really said this to anybody publicly, like on uh, any podcast or anything, but it was nice after Judge Alex, you taking us around Hollywood and taking us to go see one of your favorite bands and VIP Steel Panther. That was a great show. Yeah, I uh, I got uh, the first concert post-COVID uh, out here on the East Coast was a Steel Panther uh, in um, the, the Vault Vineyards in in uh, Virginia. So uh, that was in in March. They they uh, they had the uh, uh, <laughs> we're, we're done with COVID tour, <laughs> and uh, oh, yeah. so uh, yeah, Steel, Steel Panther always a good time. A lot lot of, lot of fun those guys. Uh, super, super nice. Uh, extremely talented, and uh, yeah, always, uh, always a gift. Like that was, uh, that was a house of blues, right? Yeah, yeah. And then it was nice afterwards. We got to go across the street, and you got to perform at the comedy club. Oh wow! Okay, well there, <laughs> there you have it. Did you forget that? Uh, yes. <laughs> Do you remember it now, though? Uh yeah yeah I mean I I I I uh, I forget so what was uh, I think that was at the comedy store my my manager shares an oh, office the comedy uh, with the uh, store yeah yeah the comedy okay, store yeah. yeah my manager shares an office with uh, Paulie Shore there nice and then uh, uh, a lot of people in the Northwest don't know that uh, it was an honor working with you for ND, NDW in Portland getting to work with Awesome Adam. And some of the feuds he's had, he had down there with the Suicide Kings. Oh yeah, incredible matches. I mean, like uh, I had, uh, I had seen the Suicide Kings. I'd, I'd seen some video of them, but I, I had just heard the the uh, the urban myth of uh, of Awesome Adam, and uh, and so to be able to to see him do what he did, it, it was so amazing, and. Uh, and and just the three of those guys just just putting it all out there uh, every show that was a uh, was a really really fun deal. Yeah, and then it was nice that I got to uh, headline uh, Super World Sports with Austin Adam against the Suicide Kings, and we were the, one of the top, top matches in uh, Washington or the Northwest uh, that year. Oh, I believe it. And then. Uh, on top of that, getting to wrestle in, uh, at the Paris Theater with you down there uh, against Buddy Rose Jr., where you had me. I was the most hated wrestler, and the mo- I ended up being the most popular at the same time. Uh, man, I, it's a it fine uh, it's a fine line, Coach Mike. A very fine line. You yeah. walked it well. It was off the charts, man. And then tell these guys what you did to, for my character. Uh, 
Coach Mike, it was, it was the coach at the most. Uh, you, you, uh, you, you, would, you would have the crowd uh, participate uh, in, uh, in exercises, and fans uh, uh, um, uh, would, would bring posters saying, uh, Coach Mike uh, touched me at, at soccer camp. No, Coach Mike, I won't come to your house to play video games. Uh, people threw underoos <laughs> when you came to the ring. <laughs> it took it took on a life of its own. <laughs> yeah, you know, and uh, but, you know, the the good thing is you did come to my house to play video games. So <laughs> I did. I did. I, I not only did I, I came to your house, I played video games and took pictures as proof, and and uh, I was unscarred. So so the the rumor and innuendo was untrue, Coach Mike. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. What a, what a blast that was back then. A blast from the past. So much fun. Well, Simon, you got any follow-ups? Uh, yeah. The one thing we haven't really touched on so far today. You had a pretty good run there in the early days of TNA wrestling. Whose idea was I, it <laughs> you to be part of TNA? Uh, my, my my wallet. Uh, ap- after uh, uh, after my first season of Survivor, I got an offer from WWE. Uh, it was a four, uh, like a three-month deal or four-month deal, um, culminating at a match at WrestleMania. Uh, I was either I was either gonna have a match with the Divas at WrestleMania, or I was gonna be revealed to be Trish's boyfriend during the Christian Jericho thing. Uh, I have no idea what wh- which one would have transpired. So I think you know, I think the offer was it was like eighty grand for four months. And they wanted me to sign over my name, and then TNA offered me three hundred thousand for two years, and of course I keep my name, and so it was just just numbers. I mean, you know, <laughs> three hundred thousand is greater than eighty thousand. So that's the decision that I made. Now, when you were with TNA, they were still fairly new, of course. Did you, from your own experience there, think that they were going to last for the long haul, or did it look like they were not going to be a long-term type of company? Um, I mean, they were they were new. I mean, so I, I, I think you, you hope for the best, and you're optimistic. I mean, if, if you're going in with a negative, defeatist attitude, then I, I think that's that you're going to manifest. So, no, like, you know, I – I made my decision, and and I wanted them to be as as great as the greatest they could possibly be, and you know, and I showed up hoping to to add whatever fame and and accolades I could to to help that process. I mean, you know, I I, I first got there, they were on the the weekly pay per view model, um, and then uh, fast forward to the second year of my contract, and I was at. Um, Survivor, All-Stars, America's Tribal Council, it went head-to-head against the uh, series finale episode of, of Frasier and destroyed it in the ratings. And on that episode, um, I think that was on a Tuesday night, you know, uh, Jeff said, uh, uh, 
what are you doing here, Fair Play? And I was like, oh, I thought this was the sign-ups for All-Stars 2. And uh, he goes, uh, he goes, oh, are you upset that you weren't on one? I go, I'm not upset about anything. I'm like, I can be seen every Friday uh, starting this Friday on Fox Sports Net. Um, uh, check your local, uh, uh, at, at, you know, for, for uh, Impact Wrestling uh, by way of TNA Wrestling. Check your local listings. And there was a, a hush across the, the room. We were on live television. I was on CBS promoting Fox Sports Net, which was a huge deal. And that premiere episode that Friday, they didn't have me on there. And so, I mean, I can, I can lead a horse to water. I mean, but, you know, when you have a guy on a primetime show with 25 million viewers – pointing people to a direction and then that person's not on there. And, you know, and I'm, I'm not discounting anyone that was on that premiere episode. They didn't have the notoriety that, that I brought to the table and, and, and couldn't run with what, what I was presenting them. So it was, you know, it became disheartening. Well, I believe that is all that I had, uh, Coach or QT, did either of you have a final question? Yeah, I wanted to mention, too, it took me a minute. Uh, I was sitting there, I was working one day, and Phil Good called me up and told me that he's riding around with Johnny Fairplay in Portland, and that Johnny just said that he thinks I have the greatest gimmick in the world, and that uh, he wanted to tell me about it, and I, I was like, uh, it took me a minute to warm up to it, and especially when he said he wanted me to come out to Rod Stewart's Do You Think I'm Sexy? <laughs> oh, yeah, that was, that, that, that was, that was the piece, of, piece de resistance to, uh, to, to that character. <laughs> but once I got start warmed up with it, I was like, man, this is working. Oh, yeah, big time. It was great. You're over like Rover. And then uh, it was nice having you up here to Washington so we could uh, do a comedy show with you, do the wrestling match. And then, unfortunately, we got rained out with a monsoon rain, which our sponsors wasn't able to show up. So, unfortunately, I wasn't able to give you everything I was supposed to give you. But, of course, I agreed to uh, send the money to you, and then you know I would have. And then I got a call from Johnny saying it's your lucky... Lucky day, uh, he's got us on Judge Alex. Fun stuff. Uh, I I I think that skills. Go ahead. Go ahead. I I think that that's still running in syndication somewhere to this day. And that was like their number one rated, another one of your number one rated shows. Oh yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, 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 I bring ratings. That's what I bring to the table. So, as I said, any anything that I'm a part of, I'm, I'm definitely going to put my uh, put my 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 heart into it, and uh, you know, and and I and I want uh, I want people to be as successful as possible. So, and you know, and I, I think that that's uh, the, the the mindset that that you have to have for for everyone to succeed. So just that's just what I believe on a personal level. Yeah, and it was nice. They had us on Bad Boys Week. We had our own week too, where we're on with Joey Butterfuco and and uh, some other guys. That they had us all of our pictures together. That was an honor. 
And have you talked to yeah, her really from cool. Andy, the producer? Have you talked to or heard from Andy, uh, the producer? I, I spoke with Andy uh, a couple weeks ago, and Andy's always looking to do something. <laughs> what what's he got going right now? Um, he he's casting a couple different shows, so he 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 stays busy. <laughs> well, well, we need to pitch him the Real School Army's uh, reality show featuring Coach Mike Jones and Johnny Fairplay. <laughs> Get him up. He's always looking for yeah. something. All right, I will. And then, hey, there's there's rumors about some of the parties you had with uh, Roddy Piper. Can you tell us about a couple? Um, we didn't necessarily have uh, crazy parties. I mean, uh, we went to Vegas one time and uh, uh, ended up uh, at uh, Dre's After Hours, and uh, that was a pretty pretty crazy scene. And uh, so, uh, no, I mean, as far as parties, uh, I don't know. There, there's, they, a lot of them run together. There, there's, uh, there, there's, there's insanity. Uh, if, if you look for it, you can find it. And there's a rumor that uh, Roddy was on ecstasy one time. I don't believe that Roddy ever experienced ecstasy. <laughs> so. Okay, yeah, I I never have either. You know, that's more of a new thing. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So no, that's uh, no. Okay, and how do people get a hold of you? Uh, I'm uh, my social media. I'm at Johnny Fairplay on every platform. Um, my podcast, which I I have I have several weekly, is uh, you can find on YouTube, YouTube.com slash reality nsfw uh you can search uh search for the audio version of my podcast everywhere uh apple uh apple podcast uh, amazon music spotify you name it uh just search reality nsfw and then of course the patreon version of of uh of that is at ad free nsfw.com and of course you can always get yourself a t-shirt at johnnyfairplay.com and uh, we have a lot of uh, fun uh, survivor and wrestling-inspired uh, shirts there. And, uh, yeah, otherwise, I'm, I'm just uh, – I'm everywhere. <laughs> okay. And then uh, a couple other quick questions. Uh, what was your mo- your favorite match? That I was a part of or that uh, – yeah. Well, that you're, either uh, way, my favorite uh, match. No, what – my, my my favorite match that I was a part of um, probably Kokomo Indiana. I wrestled Molly Holly, and I was managed by Jimmy Hart. And the special guest referee was Larry Zabisco. So mm. uh, why all why all that was necessary for a uh, a a twenty second. Um, uh, nut shot and schoolboy one two three from from Molly to me. I have no idea, <laughs> but it was and it's one of my favorite matches ever. <laughs> okay, then uh, who was one of the toughest opponents? One of my toughest opponents. Yes. Um, probably not necessarily tough, but it looked pretty amazing um 
I was the special guest referee in Ring of Honor uh, for Larry Zabisco versus Scotty Tuhati. And I I cheated for Larry to win with a with a quick uh, with the fast counts. And then afterwards Scotty gave me a uh, a running power slam and then went to do the worm and Colt Cabana cut him off. And then Colt did the worm to Scotty Tuhati. And then Colt put me in the corner and gave me the stink face. So I think collectively uh, that that went. That had to have some huge pops. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, uh, well, throughout the match, uh, Larry Larry would stall, and, and and the crowd was chanting "Match of the Year." And so, uh, so it was it was it was only we had nowhere to go but up, right? <laughs> yeah. And then what about what? Who was like your most hated opponent? Most hated, QT um, Vokes. <laughs> What's that? QT Vokes. Oh, sure. Um, He's the uh, most hated. The host. Yeah, I know. I, I, I uh, yeah. Um, I think most hated. Uh, I had a six-man tag in uh, Winnipeg. Um, it was myself. Jesse Goddard and John Cutler against uh, Rupert from Survivor, Eugene, and Bushwhacker Luke. And uh, the finish of the match was possibly a little convoluted, but not that crazy. And Rupert kind of panicked and and just and just body slammed me and pinned me instead of the finish. And so Eugene came in and was like. Yeah, we're still doing all the shit. <laughs> so, Eugene did all of Rupert's stuff for him. So, but I, I guess, I mean, you know, in the in the world of Survivor, Rupert is is my arch enemy. So, uh, you know, the the fact that he shit the bed in the match, I guess, makes him my most hated. <laughs> okay, and then uh, we really appreciate you coming on, and I do think QT still had a World War II question for you. Oh, topical. Not a question, but I'll get to I'll get together with Kevin Sullivan and Coach, and we'll get that uh, six pack of bitten bastard ale for you. Tremendous. <laughs> or or there, there you have it. Yes. Oh, okay. Our awesome. Mickey's drink. Yes. All right, well, guys. Thank it you like so much, guys. Towards the end of the show, so. Mr. Fairplay, if you have anything you'd like to say in closing, go right ahead. Thanks for having me. This this is this has been a very unique experience. I, I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Fans get out there, support Johnny Fairplay. If you see he's going to be doing any of his projects near you, we'll be back with you Friday with Omega out of the Louisville area. Sunday, we will be back with you with J.B. Stewart. Everybody be safe out there, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot.